Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome in to the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. The podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans is rolling out here from Denver, Colorado. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly, and our stay in Denver concludes finally tonight. As the Pelicans get set to take on the Denver Nuggets at 8 o'clock Central. We've been here for like three days uh, now. And uh, yesterday was a good day for the Pelicans. They got a full practice in over at Colorado Springs. And it seems like, man, it's been forever since the Pelicans have actually had the luxury of practicing here at altitude prior to a game versus the Denver Nuggets. So we're hoping that uh, yesterday's workout gets the guys and their lungs uh, tuned up for tonight's difficult game against the Nugs. Wow. This is a chance for the Pelicans tonight to uh, put themselves in a position to have a very successful West Coast road trip. Of course, a win tonight would ensure at least a split of the uh, four games, but it would also then give them a chance to perhaps go 3-1 and one if they can sweep these uh, two involved in the back-to-back, Denver tonight and Salt Lake tomorrow. We're going to visit with Pelicans head coach Monty Williams today. We'll take that visit from last night's Monty Williams show and play it in its entirety for you. And that should get you uh, up to speed on all things Pelicans here on this Friday. Meanwhile, with regard to the Saints, this Friday is more like their Thursday. um, But we'll still uh, keep going with the conversation regarding Monday night's game against the Baltimore Ravens. We'll hear from Drew Brees and his media availability yesterday. And we'll take you inside the Saints locker room and uh, hear from Curtis Lofton, his thoughts after practice yesterday as well. So a very good show with both Pelicans and Saints today. Interesting stuff from the NFL. How about the Raiders winning their first game last night? That was certainly a surprise, to say the least. But now I think everybody has at least one win. And uh, the Saints and Ravens will not be the only game to be played on Monday night. Now the Buffalo situation with their weather has pushed the Bills and the Jets over to Detroit, Michigan. And they uh, they will play a little bit earlier on Monday evening. And that will be a regional telecast for those markets involving the two teams. And then the primetime national broadcast, obviously featuring the Saints and Ravens. So a good show here for you today as we conduct business from Denver, Colorado. In just a moment, Saints, and then a little bit later on, Pelicans head coach, Monty Williams. Stay with us. It's a whole lot of 
Auto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. What's up, Black and Gold fans? This is Anthony Mackie, Seven Wars Soldier, Drew Brees' disciple. You are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. As we continue here from Denver, we, of course, have our eyes on Saints and Ravens this weekend. Yesterday was a big media availability day for the New Orleans Saints. I want to give you a couple of the highlights of those sessions. Of course, starting with quarterback Drew Brees, who normally speaks on Wednesdays, but since Wednesday was actually for the Saints on Thursday this week, that's why there's a fit in the change in the schedule with kickoff coming on Monday. Obviously, on the offensive side of the football, there's big news uh, surrounding the offense and where they go from here without Brandon Cooks, who had proven to be the second most productive receiver behind Jimmy Graham. Well, now Cooks is done, and quarterback Drew Brees was talked about in his session with the media yesterday, the effect on the offense uh, with the absence of Brandon Cooks. I mean, here's the thing. Are, are we going to miss him? Yeah. I mean, is, is he a great player? Was he really kind of coming into his own? Yes. Um, so it's unfortunate that he, you know, had the injury that he had, and he's going to be out for a while. But um, you know, I'm excited about the opportunity this, this now poses for these young guys, um, and I feel like they're going to do a great job. Is it fair to say different pieces now, diff- slightly different offense? Or do you – what Cooks did, other guys didn't do, and something that sure other guys did, he did, he may not have done. Does the offense change, or do you try things a little – a tad bit differently now? No. I think everything, everything pretty much stays the same. <laughs> I mean, seriously. No, yeah, it, it's uh, guys just maybe switching around in some different places, you know. But, um, uh, you know, each guy has, you know, a, a pretty unique skill set. And, you know, obviously you try to game plan for what those skill sets are and, and put them in the best positions to succeed. But, no, I mean, it uh, – if Cooks isn't isn't doing it, then then you know somebody else is getting that opportunity. True, he had started to give you kind of a consistent uh, deep threat, or at least he was catching more of those deep balls. Is that the one thing that throughout the season you've been searching for on film or in game planning to figure out how where you can get more of those big plays? On yeah, I mean, in every in every game plan we have, you know, a litany of of you know shot plays we would call them, um, and lifted listed in all kinds of different situations, you know, and so. Um, it's just kind of a matter of, of getting them called or, you know, finding the right situation. And, um, you know, I, everybody kind of has, you know, the ability to be in there you know, right. during those, just depending on when they're called. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, do I think, you know, Brandon was doing a nice job with that stuff. Yes, I do. Um, I also believe that, you know, the guys that we have can, can do a nice job as well. Was that one of the things that, that either took you most by surprise or, or – bothered you most I think there was no completions or no plays of more than 17 yards in that game last week and, and obviously the points kind of yeah were down accordingly I guess um yeah I mean we uh 
it's hard when you only get seven possessions, <laughs> you know. So you feel like opportunities were maybe a little bit less than than they have been. Um, but uh, no, I mean no, no particular reason. You know, we we missed on a few. You know, there was at least two in that first drive that I can think of. Maybe one more later on in the game that you know we we might have had a chance at. But at the end of the day, it felt like we sustained drives. You know, converted third downs. We just weren't real efficient in the red zone, which ended up costing us. Brandon and Jimmy basically have the same amount of catches. It means that you were pretty reliant on those two guys. How much do you think Brandon helped free up Jimmy a little bit? And do you think losing Brandon is going to defenses are going to zero in on Jimmy even more, considering how how much you go to those two guys? Um, I guess if you're just looking at pure numbers, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't. I, I can't say I really pay attention to how many catches each guy's getting or targets or you know what ha- what have you. I think we just because we mix it up so much. You know we mix up the personnel groupings and formations and you know guys inside, guys outside. I mean guys are aligned everywhere. You know so it's not it's not like you know in some offenses where you know some guys are always left, some guys are always right. You know and you just know where they're going to be at all times. I mean I, I feel like we we change that up for that reason so that people can't. You know, game plan us like that. But do you feel like your teams will zero in on Jimmy even more um, with with Dyer playing? And I mean, because they look um, at the numbers. I mean, they see who you go, who you go to. Yeah. Maybe you don't know it, but yeah. Um, well, hey, there's you know, there's at least four other guys out there, five other guys that that have the opportunity of getting it. So you know, that's I would I would imagine I would imagine. Everybody who we play looks at Jimmy and says, <laughs> "We got to have a plan for this guy," you know. So I don't think it's—I don't think it's really going to change a whole lot. It's interesting. Drew Brees has never beaten the Baltimore Ravens, and really, I think that's the only team that he has not at least had one win against. Now, the of course, the Saints don't see the Baltimore Ravens all that often. Pretty much every four years, when their divisions are matched up against each other. When looking at the Baltimore Ravens' defense of current, Terrell Suggs certainly should come to mind. The veteran is a force for the Ravens and certainly has the attention of Breeze. He's as productive as ever. Um, he's just, you know, played a lot of football. So, um, and he, he's multidimensional. You know, I, I think some people maybe view him as hey, he's he's getting a bunch of sacks every year, so he's kind of this pass rush defensive, end, you know, outside linebacker in a three-four system, but. He, he, he's he's really good against the run. You know, he's he's a smart, crafty player. You know, so um, you can just tell he's he's played a lot of football. That's a really prideful group there. You know, too. Um, some of those guys, especially up front, you know, have been there for a while. Um, you know, he played with guys like Ed Reed and Ray Lewis for a long time. So he, I'm sure, he learned a lot of football along the way. You know, from from being with you know with that group and being a part of some really great defenses. So, yeah, he's still playing at a very high level. Meanwhile, on the defensive side of the football for the New Orleans Saints, we've got issues with regard to the free safety position. There are still some question marks at who will start on Monday night against the Ravens at that position. There's been a rash of injuries, not only in the secondary, but now especially at the free safety position. While those question marks may not be answered all the way until kickoff on Monday, the Saints defense is still preparing in earnest for the Ravens on Monday night. Yesterday, the media caught up with linebacker Curtis Lofton. He's the captain there in the middle. And here is the line of questioning toward Lofton, primarily done by NewOrleansSaints.com's John DeShazer. A lot of attrition here defensively and, and just throughout the team. Just talk about pushing through as a team. Well, I think as a team, you know, there's no quit in this team. Um, you know, we, we've, we've, we're in a hole right now. And you can either keep digging a hole or you can either 
say, I'm going to stop and pull yourself out of the hole, and that's what we're going to do this week. And, uh, you know, we've got a great opportunity. got a great Ravens team coming in here on Monday, and, uh, you know, it's definitely going to take a team effort. This is a team that runs the ball well, the Ravens. You guys have slipped some defensively this last couple of games. How do you kind of shore it up when the team comes in that, you know, they come in with that zone scheme and they run the ball pretty well? Well, I think, you know, you set, you, you got to set the edge and you don't want them making you run sideways. You got to be physical with them. You got to come downhill as linebackers, pull the guards off. And, you know, because this run is what sets up everything else. It sets up their boots. It sets up their deep throws. So we know going to this game, we definitely got to shut this run game down. With Steve Smith, do they look like the same team offensively and have they shifted some in terms of throwing the ball? Um, I, they're in the AFC. I don't really know what their normal whatever they do, but what I can say is that, you know, they've been a very good team and great offense, and, you know, Steve Smith, everybody knows what he can do. He's been a great player for many years, and, uh, you know, he's out of our division, but we have to play him again. So with that, Peyton and Lofton and the rest of the Saints are back on the practice field today. Full coverage coming up later on on NewOrleansSaints.com. John DeShazer will have a complete afternoon wrap for you here on this Friday. We're going to have a big show on Monday covering Saints and Ravens and preparing for Monday Night Football. Hope you'll be with us for that. All right, when we come back here on the Black and Blue Report, we'll turn our attention to basketball. Of course, as we are in Denver tonight, the Pelicans are in preparations this morning for their game against the Denver Nuggets. Last night on the Monty Williams Show, we had a nice long visit with the Pelicans head coach, and we'll share that with you in just a moment. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. This is Pelicans guard Drew Holiday, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Last night on the Monty Williams Show, we covered a number of topics with the Pelicans head coach. Of course, this road trip, what's to come this weekend, and how the team's done through their first 10 games. It's our most extensive visit of the week with Monty Williams, and so we like to share it with you here on Fridays during the Black and Blue Report. Here's segment one with Coach Williams from last night's show. Coach, here in the midst of a West Coast road trip, I'm anxious for your thoughts on how it has gone so far with the first two games under your belt. Well, first, playing in the West, you shouldn't have to have a West Coast road trip. That's, like, really silly to me, but it speaks of the uh, geographical position that we have that, in a way, is not fair to our team, but it's what we've had to deal with. Um, as far as the road trip is concerned, we've played well. Um, we, we competed. We had one tough quarter in Portland um, in the fourth quarter where we didn't execute well, but our guys uh, competed their tails off, had a chance to win it down the stretch, and uh, Portland made plays. Uh, Sacramento was a uh, great bounce-back game on a back-to-back. -back. Um, I thought we shared the ball. I thought our defense was 
about as good in the post as it could have been against DeMarcus Cousins. And um, we got a tough win against a good team on their home floor. Coach, based on what I'm seeing in your first 10 games, and especially here this week, at least from where I sit, I sure do see a very direct relationship between things that you and your staff are asking of your team and them executing almost, and not simultaneously, but so quick. Well, I think we've had a few guys in our program for a few years now, and so the curve, the learning curve is a bit different than it has been in the past. I think guys kind of know what we want. Even when they make mistakes, they kind of know what we're looking for, and, and they know what they need to do to be successful. So that may be it. Um, I always think that when you compete at a high level and, and play with great pace and force every night, you give yourself a chance to, to execute properly. And our defense is, is only going to get better uh, having guys like Omer and Drew back in the lineup. Is only going to make our defense better. Thanks for letting me come to practice here today in Denver because I got to see your team go to work today. And your vision of having, as you describe it, a work team seems to be embodied in this group right now. Well, that, that's the only way I think we can make a jump in the West. We don't have great experience. Um, we have a relatively new team, and yet we're trying to take teams out who are already there and got better over the summer. And so. We have to work to knock somebody out of the way. Uh, we're not trying to think ahead, but anytime you can get a win in this league is a good thing, and especially in the West. Does getting a chance to practice here at Altitude in Denver today serve a larger purpose with regard to your game tomorrow night? I think it can have a, an effect on us in a positive way. Um, you know, when you come up here to play, you feel it. You're 5,000 feet up in the air. You feel the difference. Uh, your nose is drier. The balls are tighter. Uh, it's a totally different dynamic than when we go back home. And uh, I think it helps us coming here a couple days early instead of staying in sack, uh, get acclimated to the, the weather, um, getting acclimated to the thin air, and, and just being able to work. That's what we do. And it doesn't matter where we are. we got to establish the same identity. Coach, if you, just, if you subscribe to the idea that, you know, the old phrase, a rising tide lifts all boats. You know, the boats that we see more often on game night are your principal guys, but there have to be people underneath them that help rise that tide. Who are some of those guys right now for you? Well, I think if you looked at the stat sheet, you might not recognize what guys are doing, but uh, when I look at the film and I see things happening in the game, I think the stuff that Austin did in the sack game, uh, his closeouts, crackdowns on the backside, a couple times he didn't get the rebound, but he made sure the big didn't get it. Uh, John Salmons in the game was about as sound defensively the other day as anyone could be. Uh, Lexi is, you know, has given us uh, timely buckets, being able to use his length in the in the paint. Luke has been a guy that, um, you know, he's getting used to playing with certain rotations. He can shoot the ball, which we saw in the Minnesota game, stretches the floor. And he competes every time he's on the floor. So I think we have guys who, uh, if you got outside of the more experienced six guys that everybody looks to for offense and defensive execution every night, if you look outside of that and look at the game in its totality, you see contributions from a number of guys. Coach, you mentioned John Salmons in that list there. What, what's your vision for him? I think at this point it probably will change it, you know, at, at different points of the season, but at least for now. I think John gives us uh, some quiet leadership, great experience. Uh, I think people forget 
the kind of career that John has had. He, he's had a big time career for a late draft pick, and he's he has know how. You know, he hadn't scored a bucket this year, I don't think, but he's been able to give us timely uh, body position on the floor. He knows where to be. He may not get there as fast as he used to, but he can talk his way through some things, and he just knows how to play. And uh, sooner or later, the offense will come for him. But right now, he gives us great IQ on the floor. All right, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll share with you part two with head coach Monty Williams. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana with more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region. Even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, let's continue here from the Mile High City and let's continue our visit with head coach Monty Williams. This again from the Monty Williams Show that airs on 105.3 WWL-FM on Thursday nights at 8. Coach, during the first two games in this road trip, your team had to play without Omer Ashik. How was your team different in those two games? Well, in the Portland game, it reared its head in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think they scored 31 or 34 points in the fourth quarter. A lot of it was in the paint, and our pick-and-roll coverages weren't as sound. Uh, but, it, you know, we're not going to put all of that on Omer being there or not being there. I just think we, we miss him. You know, he's a guy that has a high IQ. He rebounds well. Uh, he defends uh, as good or better than any center in the NBA. And um, he's a great presence for us. Uh, he takes the pressure off of Ryan and AD uh, having to guard other centers. So uh, we'll be a much better team when we get him back. I know you're cautious in these things. Can you say here on Thursday that you'll have him back for the rest of the road trip, or is it too early to tell? It's too early to tell. We'll just wait until we uh, get the A-OK from he and the doctors. Denver's proven to be one of these teams, Coach, that on one side you say, wow, that team's struggling a little bit, and the other time they come around and they beat teams, you know, just like anybody else in this league. What's your read on them right now? Just what you said. I mean, they can beat anybody on any given night. They have a lot of experience on their team. Um, anytime you can bring Foy and... Gallinari off the bench, uh, along with McGee. You know, that, that's a pretty good bench. And Ty Lawson has been about as good as any point guard in the league uh, for the last few years. So they've made a really good trade to get a follow. They have some guys who can score the ball. Uh, Kenneth Farid is about as high energy and offensive rebounding and all the stuff that he brings to the table uh, makes them a good team. And Mozgov is pretty underrated. Most people don't know a lot about him. Uh, he was, a, some would say, a throw-in in that Carmelo trade, but most teams would love to have him because he's pretty good. Coach, it just seems like that team has so much bounce, for lack of a better word. Do you, when you coach against a, a team like that or a group of talent like that, 
do you have to match that bounce, or do you all, can you put them in your tempo the way you want to see it? Well, we, we do the same thing. Um, I think teams get affected by the altitude here, especially in stretches. you got to control the game with timeouts, uh, having good possessions for sure. You don't want to have unbalanced offense where you, you have your guards too deep and your wings too flat where they can't get back in transition. Uh, that's, that's always been a key here, and the balls bounce differently because it's so tight and a number of other things. But you got to have great shot selection. You can control the pace some, but your shot selection can control it for you. If you, if you move the ball around mm -hmm. and make their defense work, they're not as apt to run. And if you're scoring, that makes it even better. Coach, you've drawn a direct correlation this season between your team's success and your team's movement of the basketball. You've also been a quick strike team as well. What's the balance between the two? I don't mind the quick strike as long as it's out of a uh, sound balance in our, our transition. Uh, when we're really good is when AD is rim running and he flattens out the defense. And now that opens up so many uh, avenues and lanes for Tyreek and Drew. And then Eric and Ryan are able to you know, knock down shots because the defense is flat. Where we get hurt is when we take quick shots without working the defense. And, and AD is a big component there. When he's running the floor, um, either he gets the dunk or he catches it and throws it out for a three or a quick shot. We don't mind that. Um, the thing that we got to do is recognize time scoring situation. When we're not in a good flow on offense, we got to make sure we work the ball around a little bit. And when we go from side to side, I think we can play with anybody. Well, Coach, all the best the rest of this road trip. Let's have a great finish to the uh, the weekend. And all the best to you and your family as well. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way. Yeah, thank you. And same to you and yours. And happy Thanksgiving to all of our fans. And uh, hope you guys have a fun-filled Thanksgiving. Eat a lot of turkey and stuffing because I'm going to do that myself. I have a feeling you'll be busy on Thanksgiving Day a little bit too. You and your family are very active this time of year. Yeah, we, we got a few things up our sleeve. Try to keep it as appropriate as we can. This is a time of the year where you got to be thankful. You should be thankful for all your blessings and yet you're mindful that a lot of people don't have the same blessings that you have. And so um, my family and I will be uh, serving somewhere before the uh, holiday is over. Coach, all the best. Thanks. Thank you. We will hear again from Monty Williams later on tonight, right before the Pelicans take on the Denver Nuggets. That's an eight central tip off from the Pepsi Center here in Denver. Of course, the Monty Williams Show airs Thursdays at 8 Central on WWL-FM. There is no show this coming Thursday, obviously because of the Thanksgiving holiday. We'll come back to you on December the 4th at 8 Central and go till 8.30. And that is, of course, in front of a game out west against the Golden State Warriors on the 4th of December. We'll be right back. And when we do come back, we'll wrap up the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report here from Denver in just a moment. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Tuesday, November 25th at 7 p.m. when the Sacramento Kings come to town. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off the fun at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, appearances by Pierre the Pelican, Pelicans dance team members, and a whole bunch more. Tickets start as low as $13. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. 
I'm Tom Richards. I'm 35 years old, vice president of sales at a regional paper company. Six months ago, we decided to transition to one of those cool collaborative open space offices. So now I sit in the open next to three other sales managers, which means there's nothing separating me from... (coughs) Not getting Carl's nasty cold and missing a sales opportunity this winter? That is my purpose. Blend it now. Try the Immune Builder Smoothie at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to stay healthy this winter. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Want to listen to the Black and Blue Report on your phone? Download the Saints and Pelicans app today. Well, the next time we come to you for the Black and Blue Report, we'll be back in our Studio B setup in Metairie as the Saints get set to take on the Baltimore Ravens on Monday. We have a big show planned for you. And why not? We should celebrate with a big Black and Blue Report as the Saints return to primetime football on Monday night against a very good Baltimore Ravens team. We'll, of course, get you set for that ball game, and we'll wrap up a Pelicans road trip on Monday morning as well. We're very much hoping that the Pelicans would be at 8-4 and four when we speak to you on Monday morning. That would mean wins tonight against the Denver Nuggets and tomorrow night against the Utah Jazz. Both of those games, by the way, tip off at 8 Central. We'll have full coverage on the Pelicans radio network. I'll see you tonight from the Pepsi Center here in Denver. And what will Anthony Davis do next? We'll see. These next two games should be a lot of fun. And tonight, of course, we have another matchup of Team USA teammates as Anthony Davis will run into his friend Kenneth Fareed, the Manimal, and the Denver Nuggets. That'll do it for our program here on this Friday. Thanks again to Drew Brees and Curtis Lofton for their help today on the show. And, of course, Pelicans head coach Monty Williams. Have a great weekend. Go Pelicans. We'll talk to you on Monday. We will be talking about go Saints in the same vein. Here from Denver, Colorado, I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Friday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.